You're listening to WGWG.org. Jeff in with you. And joining me in the studio this morning, Dr. Kwanzaa Mooring from the Hunt School of Nursing here at Gardner Webb University. Hello. And uh, welcome, welcome back. You've been here before. A few times. Uh, we were just <laughs> talking, uh, the, I think the last time you were here, I asked you to talk about mosquitoes. And, yep. and here you are again, we're talking about mosquitoes. More mosquitoes. <laughs> so you're becoming the, you know, you, you are our go-to mosquito expert. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. <laughs> There's a thing that's been in the news an awful lot, and it's... Uh, it, it's a very serious matter. It's it's a, a, a disease that I dare say, a virus that I dare say most people just a few months ago, maybe just a few weeks ago, never heard of. Mm-hmm. Chances are you've heard of it since. Of course, we're talking about the Zika virus. Right. Can you tell us, um, first of all, kind of where it came from? I, I understand it's been around for a long time. Right. It has been around for a while. Um, it's very similar to what you see with dengue or even uh, malaria type diseases or chikungunya. Um, it's carried by mosquitoes. Um, mosquito-borne illness that's usually in tropical climates. So we have seen in the past outbreaks in those areas, Africa, Southeast Asia, the Pacific Islands, um, the type of places you like to travel because mm-hmm. it's warm and yeah. it's beautiful. Um, most recently, though, we've started to see it closer to us. Um, the worst outbreak has been in Brazil. Um, 20, May of 2015, they um, started to see an increase in the amount of um, Zika cases there. And because it's become, it's come closer to us, mm-hmm. um, now there's more of a risk of it being here in the United States. I understand that, uh, that Zika has been around for a very, very long time in those areas you've just said, and mm-hmm. that everybody has been bitten by the mosquito that right. carries Zika, so there's sort of a natural immunity. Right, right. It's very similar to other viruses. Um, it's very mild. Um Typically, they have a fever, they have um, some muscle aches, some joint pain, that kind of thing. But within a week, the symptoms are gone. So just like with any other virus, your body starts to develop its own immunity to that organism. And then after that time, you're immune. So you get bit again, you don't have symptoms, your immune system can fight it off. Um, Some research says that only one in five people who are affected with um, Zika are even going to feel the effects right. of it. So you, um, you could be bitten, you could have the virus. And not even know it. And have no idea. Now, right. I understand that one of the, I think the World Health Organization used the word explosive to mm-hmm. talk about the growth, particularly here in the Americas, sure. particularly South America, Central America of, mm-hmm. of the disease. And my understanding is it has a lot to do with the fact that um, it hasn't been here, and sure. so that that natural immunity we don't have isn't here. Right, and parent mothers can't pass it down to their children. Um it's just we haven't seen it, mm-hmm. and because we haven't seen it, we haven't built up an immunity to fight it off yet. Now, people listening to this so far might say, okay, so most of the people that get the virus don't even know they have it. If they do, it's like a cold, maybe mm-hmm. bad enough to be a mild flu. Right. And so what's the big deal? The big deal seems to be, in the case of Brazil, right. it's being linked to birth defects. Right. So they're trying to, and the link hasn't been confirmed yet, but because there are so many cases... That's really where the money and the, the research is being focused. Um, they're seeing now that women who have um, gotten the Zika virus during pregnancy, and that's any trimester, have um, are seeing a higher incidence of neurological or congenital neurological defects in their children. Um, one of the primary ones, though, is what we call microcephaly. So their brains are underdeveloped. Their heads are smaller than the average newborn, um, which then prevents their brain from growing and developing at a normal rate. And that's something that's really concerning um, when you consider that's something that's going to affect that child for the rest of their life and then affect the population for generations to come at this point. 
I understand the whole the whole idea of the spread of Zika. It really came to light when they started noticing in Brazil all of these I mean, thousands of babies mm-hmm. being born with microcephaly. Right. And what's the link? And the only thing they've been able to come up so far is the Zika virus. Right. And that's the only thing at this point that's the common denominator. Now, the CDC will tell you that it's very difficult to attribute a virus or a small microorganism to the cause of some type of birth defect because there's so many other environmental factors, um, pollution, have they got come in contact with some other kind of contaminant from somewhere else. But the one thing that we do know is that there's a, been a higher incidence of Zika cases in the recent past, so that's why they're exploring Zika as a possible cause. This has had ripple effects, not just in Brazil. I understand uh, they've just identified uh, an increase in these um, women uh, with the birth defects or having children with the birth defects, I think, in Colombia. The Caribbean, as you could expect, is now uh, um, having a lot of these cases. I think Hawaii has declared some sort of emergency, not only over Zika, but dengue as well. Right, right. So it seems as if uh, these diseases that once were maybe isolated to Mm -hmm. parts of Africa or Southeast Asia, where, like you say, it's tropical, there's a lot of rain, there's a lot of mosquitoes. Mm You know, is that is that just globalism travel? Has it got something to do with warmer climate? I think um, it's a combination of things. Um, When you do some research, you see, obviously, we are more of a global community now. Um, You can travel anywhere in the world you want, whenever you want, all times of year. So you have people that are all over the world, globe trackers that are everywhere all the time. And so the risk of it being brought back from one country to another or spread from one territory to another is a lot higher now just because our travel capability is higher. But then we also see warmer winters. I mean, as we can attest, it just recently got cold. Um, We had ice on Monday and now it's 60 degrees. Right. Um, So the mosquitoes aren't being killed off um, in the numbers that they were previously when we had super cold winters. Um, And so there's a higher, a larger mosquito population, too, that's around for longer. So that's going to increase the possibility or the risk for it as well. You know, I understand that uh, it's not just any mosquito. It's the, Mm -hmm. I think, Aedes, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, mosquito. A couple of sub-varieties of that. Mm -hmm. And and it has to be that mosquito to carry the Zika virus. But I also understand that that's a common mosquito in particularly the southern part of the United States. Right. And that that is the typical um, variety of mosquito that also carries dengue and chikungunya. One of the differences between this particular type of mosquito is that they're more aggressive during the day. So they're day biters, which increases the the risk of you being bitten because that's when people are out and about. um, They're outside. They're more exposed. So there's a higher risk of you being bitten. When we talk about malaria mosquitoes, they're more active at night, which is why, you know, we send money over for malaria nets and mosquito tents and those types of things Mm -hmm. because they're aggressive at night. Whereas these mosquitoes are more aggressive during the day. So you have to be more cautious um, and prevent bites during the day, which is, can be a little bit more difficult because you can't just stay in the house 24 hours a day. Now I do understand there have been cases of Zika here in the United States for the most part. Mm -hmm. Those cases have been where people have traveled to Brazil or some of these other areas and then flown back Mm -hmm. and then found out they have Zika. Right. According to the CDC's website, there have only been 52 cases of Zika that have been confirmed in the United States. And all 52 of those were travel related. So someone traveled to an area that... um, had a Zika outbreak and then brought it back here. So either so they were 
most likely infected mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. and just came back here. And by the time they got here, that's when the symptoms were were present. Now, it's been in the news recently that there may have been a case in Texas where someone traveled south, mm-hmm. uh, came back with Zika, mm-hmm. and then sexually transmitted the disease right. to their partner. Is that right. is that something we need to be concerned about? Well, and, and it is. Um, research will show that the majority of Zika cases come from mosquito bites. However, there, there is the possibility that it would be transmitted through sexual contact. Um, and then obviously from the mother to the baby, um, during pregnancy. So it's a blood bloodborne illness. Um, and like any other illness that's carried through the blood, it can be transmitted through that type of contact. So if you have symptoms, if you are concerned, if you know you've traveled to one of those areas, then it's very important that you abstain um, to prevent transmission at least for two weeks. It takes about a week for the symptoms, well, maybe three weeks. It takes about a week for the symptoms to to show. Then it takes about a week for you to recover from the symptoms. And then what um, research shows, too, is that the virus is still present in your body even after the symptoms have resolved for about a week before your immune system can rid itself of of all of the virus. So maybe a 21 day window there. right right um now as people travel and mm-hmm. come back and they're infected uh and they're bitten by mosquitoes right. uh, you know that it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna spread among the mosquito population sure. here in the united states it will. would would it be fair to say that's a foregone conclusion at this point it, it is um we do suggest the cdc does suggest that you try to prevent being bitten by mosquitoes. Now, how difficult is that? Uh, you know, I live in the <laughs> South and I, right. I I like to do yard work. I like right. to garden and I'm always getting bit right. by mosquitoes. Right, and there are mosquitoes everywhere. So one of the things that they suggest is if you have traveled to one of these areas that you try to avoid contact with mosquitoes for at least a week or two um, until you know you haven't seen the presence of symptoms um, and that incubation period has passed. And that would mean not doing your yard work for a mm-hmm, week or mm-hmm. wearing long sleeves, long pants, um, using insect repellent, at least for that window, um, just to prevent the mosquitoes here from exploding with yeah. Zika. Yeah. And, and I guess take special precautions right. if you're, if you're uh, pregnant or, or trying to get pregnant. And Absolutely. You have contact with someone who's been in these areas right. or you're traveling to these areas. Absolutely. Um, the CDC does have um, some suggestions for pregnant women and those who are considering becoming pregnant in the um, near future. Um, so the first thing is just to try to avoid going, if at all possible. Maybe just avoid travel until after you've delivered because we don't know which trimester um, these neurological defects are going to um present themselves. So no matter whether you're first trimester or last, they suggest that you just stay here um, because that's the safest. But if you have to travel, then take all those same precautions that we talk about with dengue and chikungunya and all the others. Wear long sleeve clothes, wear long pants, buy clothes that have been treated with insect repellent. Um, Don't wear super dark clothes because mosquitoes are more attracted to dark colors than they are to light colors. Um, Use your bug sprays and that type of thing. Make sure you have screens on the windows and the houses that you're staying in. Staying in air conditioned facilities as opposed to those that don't have air conditioning because those are going to be less likely to have mosquitoes present. Um, so all the things that we know to do um, anyway to avoid other mosquito-carried illnesses and pathogens are what you should do with Zika. Well, this is to show the impact that the spread of Zika is having. I know that the, uh, the president, President Obama, has asked mm-hmm. for millions of dollars to help combat it, to keep sure. it from coming into the United States. World mm-hmm. Health Organization is asking for millions of dollars to mm-hmm. combat 
Zika around the world. There's even talk of uh, of uh, maybe delaying the Olympics. The Olympics sure. are supposed to be held this summer in, mm-hmm. in Brazil, and there are reports of countries and individual athletes saying, I'm not going. Right. And they also had the problem, uh, they just had carnival down there, and mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of concern about people coming to carnival and then con- contracting the disease, then going back home and spreading it even further. Right. With all these um, world attention to Brazil, all this traveling, Brazil, mm-hmm. Brazil is a huge tourist destination. Absolutely. We should continue to expect to see the area of Zika spreading. Right. And I think that um, because, again, like we said before, we don't have that natural born immunity because we haven't seen Zika before. Um, And in the average healthy adult, healthy child, you have symptoms for just a few days and you're it's like having a common cold. Right. And you feel bad for a little while. We treat with fluids, rest the same type of supportive care we would for any other virus. But the risk that we're seeing, the concern that we have for neonates and for um, unborn children to develop these congenital neurological deficits that are going to affect them forever, because that risk is so high and because that um, is so concerning, you want to try to avoid um, the spread as much as possible. The other thing that we're concerned about with Zika is that Brazil has actually seen an increase in the incidence of Guillain-Barre syndrome um, as a res- and they believe the only again common denominator is this increase in Zika cases in um, in Brazil. Um, so the other thing they suggest is that if you get these symptoms, if you travel to one of these areas, you have the fever, the joint aches, the muscle pain, that you take choose to take Tylenol as opposed to some other non-steroidal anti-inflammatory like ibuprofen or especially aspirin because those are going to increase the risk of you developing Guillain-Barre. Just for those who may not know, uh, just a very quick definition or or explanation of Guillain-Barre. Okay. So Guillain-Barre, it's very rare. It's an autoimmune disorder um, that causes damage to the nerve cells. So people start to develop muscle weakness and even paralysis. Um, It typically only lasts for a few weeks to several months. And most people fully recover after they've had it. But it's a progressive disorder that um, before you begin to recover can be um, traumatizing. It can be be traumatic. Um, People are paralyzed for um, weeks to months. Um, Some have to go on ventilators because the respiratory muscles don't work well um, until the body's able to fight off um, this condition. Um, Again, most people do fully recover from the the condition. Some have long-term and even permanent muscle weakness um, and damage, and then potentially have an increased risk for getting it again. Um, and then some do um, die from it, unfortunately, mm-hmm. mostly because of the respiratory involvement. Right, right. So again, not uh, not a it's not a proven link between no, Zika and Guillain-Barre, but right. it is something that there seems to be something going on there, mm-hmm. and the medical community is on the lookout for this, studying right. it further. Exactly. And so the CDC is working with um, the Brazilian Ministry of Health to try to determine whether or not there is actually a link. And that's with the Guillain-Barre as well as with these congenital anomalies that we're seeing in the newborns as well. And that's most likely where that money is going to go, to do research and figure out what the link is. And then if we do find a link to try to develop a vaccine Mm -hmm. is probably the route we're going to take. Some of the money is also going to... um, campaigns to try to lower the the, the number of mosquitoes right uh, right cleaning up standing mm-hmm. water which i guess is something we can do here in the united states sure. as well just be aware 
you know, living in the South, you need to be aware of this anyway. You know, if you've got something that's collect, even a leaf. Right. Just standing water anywhere. It doesn't, it can be as much as a teaspoon of collected water that's just standing um, that is enough for mosquitoes to lay eggs and then to increase that population. Mm -hmm. So it's those same things that we talked about when we talked about chikungunya and even just mosquito bites in general. Um, avoiding that in your yard, knowing how to get rid of those types of things, um, insect repellents, and simple things. Um, mm-hmm. I know when malaria, when ma- we started talking about malaria, um, there was a lot of money funneled to Africa and those countries just, just for mosquito nets. Mm-hmm. You know, how much does it cost to have a mosquito net? So simple things um, that we could do to fund those, type of, those types of um, movements to help people in those areas to prevent contracting this illness. Fascinating conversation. Dr. Kwanzaa Mooring from the Hunt School of Nursing here at Gardner-Webb University coming in to talk to us about this. Want to want to thank you. Thank you so much for coming by. Thank you for sharing having me. your knowledge. Thank you.